But I feel, however, that you are praying for each person that delivers the Word of God. As I know that you all do. I have always prayed when anybody got to this stand that the Lord would bless them, that a door of utterance may be given to them, that they may speak the Word of God with boldness. One little announcement I have. Bible school starts in the morning at 10.30 at the chapel, and the ages will be from the age of four through age of 12. Any child that has reached their fourth birthday up through the age of 12, the Bible school will start at 10.30 in the morning. This is a beautiful congregation tonight. I think we have a beautiful crowd of people here. And I want to say, my brothers and sisters, I'm glad that we are all able to be here. We have many loved ones that were, who were faithful people that are not here this year, that were here last year. But we know that they're over in a great camp meeting that reaches beyond this one. That is steadfast and sure and then endures. This is found in the book of Joel. I like the prophets. I like the apostles because we're built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief corner stone. In the third chapter of Joel, beginning at the 13th verse, put you in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down, for the press is full, the fats overflow, for their wickedness is great. Multitudes, multitudes, in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near, in the valley of decision. The sun and the moon shall be darkened, and the stars shall withhold their shining. The Lord also shall roar out of Zion, and utter from Jerusalem, and the heavens and the earth shall shake. But the Lord will be the hope of his people, and the strength of the children of Israel. So shall you know that I am the Lord your God, Dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain, then shall Jerusalem be holy, and there shall no strangers pass through her anymore. And it shall come to pass in that day that the mountain shall drop down with new wine. I hope you all enjoying this. There's something in me wants to say hallelujah after every one of these. And the hill shall flow with milk. Getting better, isn't it? And all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters. Wonderful. And a fountain, hallelujah, shall come forth of the house of the Lord and shall water the valley. Egypt shall be a desolation and Edom shall be a desolate wilderness. Uh, And for the violence, verses from the book of Joel. Joel and, of course, Amos and Obadiah and uh, Hosea and Jonah and all of them are counted, as we often say, minor prophets. But I like to put them up there in the top of the list with Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel and all the rest of them because they had a wonderful vision that God gave to them of what was going to happen and what was going to come to pass. They were in the position because God dealt with them and showed them 
the wonderful mysteries that was going to happen, that was going to be fulfilled in a man that was called Jesus. The man of the Son of God that was going to come unto the world. And of course, as he starts off, he says, put ye in the sickle, for the harvest is right. As we all know that the harvest is a time of reaping. And of course, figuratively speaking out of the scriptures, it also speaks of the harvest of the end of the world, or the end of the time. And all of these prophets, through the wisdom of God, God showed all of these prophets that there was going to be a time when the earth was going to be ripe, ripe. The earth was going to be ripe. When there was going to be a time when there was going to be a harvest, when there was going to be a time there was going to be a consummation of all things that was spoken of from the beginning of the prophets, and our Savior was going to bring it to pass. Now, without this operation, without this fulfillment, you or I today could not witness to the wonderful blessing of sanctification and the overflowing of the Holy Ghost and to the individual heart and life of every individual that seeks God with all of their heart, with all of their soul, with all of their mind, and with all of their strength. There come a time in the history of the Bible that from the beginning, and you all are very familiar with it, that God looked upon the earth and it was very wicked. And he had repented that he had made man because they were disobedient. They went out into the world. They'd done opposite of what God wanted them to do. And he says, I see that man's heart is continually evil and I am going to destroy all mankind, every living thing upon the earth, except there was a man named Noah who feared God and built an ark, so says Hebrews, to the saving of his house. And so God was going to make a harvest. He was tired the way that they were going, and he did just that very thing. And he made an ark, called Noah to make an ark, and Noah, the eighth person, his wife and his three sons and their three daughters were saved and also of every creeping, ever living thing of animals went into that ark. Um, I had talked on that the other night in Columbia, but also there's a lot of good things in that. Um, but after he did this and all of these things come to pass, and God opened that ark up and let them go out into the earth to replenish the earth, he made another covenant with Noah. And this is the covenant that he made. And as Noah come out of the ark, the first thing that he did was he built an altar. He built an altar. Every soul that gets to the throne of grace has to have an altar. And then on that altar, every soul has to put something on that altar. And that altar has to be, what you put on that altar has to come before God as a sweet-smelling Savior. Sweet-smelling Savior. And the Lord smelled a sweet Savior, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. 
Neither will I against my any more li- everything living as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. That was God's promise to man that he would not destroy every living thing again upon the face of the earth. And to prove that, he gives them a sign of that little rainbow that you all see sometimes that reaches up in that sky that God put in there to give them to that witness. So then, friends and loved ones tonight, I want to say that we're a church that believes in the resurrection. I'm sort of hung up on the resurrection. I'm sort of hung up on the baptism. I'm sort of hung up on to the living word of God because it takes the resurrection to save your soul. We may say, well, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you confess. That is the work of the devil. It does does make a matter what you believe because God does not feed righteous people with the with the unadulterated with things that does not back up into the word of God and so then he had come a time he seen that it would not work that way that bringing a harvest of destroying mankind would not work that way but he had already said that the seed of a woman should bruise the serpent's head and he was going to have a harvest he was going to have a time when he exhortation that comes over from the stam. But I'm afraid of this. I'll tell you this. If you read this, this will bring you down on your knees. It is the most strictest thing I ever got a hold of. It purges me. It purges me. Sometimes early in the morning I get reading and it purges me. What does it do it for? That you might bring forth more fruit. Oh, that the Spirit of God might bubble into you and spring up unto you in everlasting life. Well, the joy at this time was in the land of, as they were in the land of Judah, of course, the lands were divided because they had failed 
they had neglected God. Right. Ten tribes went over and once took, uh, went over and made the land of Israel. Two tribes, the tribe of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin, made the tribe of Judah, which was all the prophecy what God said he was going to do. Right. Because our Savior had to be born in Jerusalem. He, I mean, he had to be born in Bethlehem. Yeah. And Bethlehem belonged to the tribe of Judah, so it had yeah. to come that way. Yeah. Thank God for that. And even even all those good little prophets. In the second chapter of St. Luke, to tell you about that morning. Yeah. Simeon seen it, and Mary seen it, and Elizabeth seen it, and Zachariah seen it. And yeah. I thank God, and I see it, and I feel it. Yeah. I can right. feel it in my heart. Um, but there come a time when it was right. The presses were full. Yes. The presses were full. Right. Things begin to point up. Right. Our land and country today is looking in the future for a harvest. They're looking for a final judgment. They're looking for the Lord to descend from heaven in the person, Jesus in the flesh, to reap the harvest of the earth. But Joe knew a little bit more than our educated men knew today, yeah. than all our seminaries and theologians and all of them put in. Yeah. Uncle Joe knew more than that yeah. when he found out he couldn't be saved when he got into the new Jerusalem, when he got sanctified. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, when you get sanctified, you get in the new Jerusalem. And you have a right. You are a citizen. You are joint heirs. You have bought your ticket. And you are with one fellow citizens, with the saints and the household of God. And as long as you keep your taxes up, keep up for all of your expenses and do what you're supposed to do, you'll be a citizen. And you will have all the privileges and all the advantages of a sanctified life. Hallelujah. I like that tonight. The presses were full, the fats were overflown, and for the wickedness was great. I want to take you to the 14th chapter of Revelation. It's all right to give us a little meat tonight. Will that be all right? Right. Comes a time when folks need meat. Comes times a full time when you you need the Word of God. But I'm telling you, John, on the Isle of Patmos, saw the whole plan of salvation. God revealed to him the mysteries of the kingdom of God that had been hid from generation to generation was revealed to his saints. And brother and sister, that's the reason why we do not have a seminary. When people get sanctified immediately by the Spirit, they understand that we're preaching about the wonderful Word of God. We don't have to instruct them on our doctrine. God will teach them as no man need teaching and reveal to them the wondrous secret of God. In Revelation it says, And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand, what? Let me get this up here. A sharp sickle. I cut them postcards up. They're all to make good things for marking your Bible. Thrust in a sharp sickle. I got it. And another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice 
to him that sat on the cloud. Now what's going to happen? Thrust in thy sickle. Joel told you it was going to be right. Joel told you that the facts, that the presses were full. Joel told you to get up and get down there. Something was going to happen. And he says, thrust in thy sickle and reap. For the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. I guess, I don't know whether Brother Tom Bonner is in this church tonight or not, but I guess if he was here, I'd request him to sing, The Millennial Dawn Has Come to the Sanctified People. If you want to sing that, give me just a minute's rest. The Millennial Dawn. The Millennial Dawn is a is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud voice to him that had the sharp sickle, thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle, and the earth, into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and cast into the great winepress of the wrath of the Lord. Now the Lord, in the New Testament, speaking of the word harvest, and as he began to speak parables to the people, he spoke many parables to them. And if you read the 13th chapter of St. Matthew, you will find many many parables. And one of the first that he started off was of sowing the seed. And he told how that some seed fell upon stony places, and some fell upon the uh, thorns, and then others fell in good ground. ground. Then he went on a little further, and he used this expression to them, and he says, And another parable put forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. Now, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto this. If you notice the Savior uses the word that the kingdom of heaven 
is likened unto this. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said, Sir, did thou not sow good seed in thy field? From whence then had it tares? He said unto them, An enemy had done this. The servants said unto him, Will then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while you gather the tares, you root up the wheat of them also. Let both grow together until the harvest. And the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye into my, gather into the first the tares, and bind, and bind them into bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. And he went on to speak unto them another parable, and also of the leaven. And, of course, the kingdom of heaven is like unto this. And when the kingdom of heaven gets a hold of you, the old leaven is purged out, and the new leaven is come in. And he went on to speak unto them to explain to them the parable of the sower. And you all may have read this very good. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest. The harvest. When is the harvest? The harvest is the end of the world. Now, and the reapers are the angels. Oh, my, I'm sort of getting feeling right good here. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned into the fire, so shall it be in the end of the world. The Son of Man, praise the Lord, shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them that do iniquity. And how many people of our land and country is looking for this verse to be fulfilled in the future? But I want to say here to you tonight, on the authority of God's holy, precious word, backed up by the apostles and the prophets, that when Jesus went to the cross of Calvary, he reaped the harvest. He gathered together his elect, brought them into one fold, into one shepherd. They'll have one God, one Father, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Hallelujah tonight. That's good old sound doctrine. The devil doesn't like that, but I'm telling you tonight we're here to expose him. Babylon was fallen, that great city. She met her doom. She met her desolation. But praise God, the new Jerusalem come forth. And we're in that tonight. Woo, I feel good in my heart tonight. I hope you do too. I believe you do. To confirm these things, I'm not through just yet. You don't mind, do you? I don't get this big crowd all the time. We can explain these scriptures that is misleading people. Folks, don't dis. The Bible says, "Be not deceived. God is not mocked." For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. 
He that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. And do you see it? I see it. He that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Brother George, I'm after building those walls. Building those walls. And that wall tonight is reason this church, Christ's sanctified holy church, is alive is because we believe that it's fulfilled in the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes. We do not look for another. No, that's right. There is no other. There is no other name that was said today. But accepting through him by the name of Jesus. I've not finished with Joel yet. Joel saw another thing. He saw another thing. I know the locusts had come down there in the land of Judah and swarmed their fields and taken away everything. And they were in bad shape. Folks, when the devil gets spreading things over your heart, gets going in there, covering it up, you're getting in bad shape. You're getting in bad shape, you know. And it covers it all up. But I'll tell you there's a way out. Brother George again. Okay, old Joel says, blow the trumpet in Zion. Would that be all right? Now look, they had harps, they had trumpets, they had instruments on the Old Testament, but they never had them on the day of Pentecost. There was no musical instrument ever recorded after the day of Pentecost. I know I'm right. Hallelujah tonight. That's the reason why we don't have no music up here. Is that right? Uncle Joe knew that too. I'm glad of it. And I thank the Lord for it. I thank the Lord for it. All right, but they did have them then, the priest had them. But they're done away with now. And you know what kind of trumpet you're going to blow now? You're going to blow it out of your heart. It's going to flow out of you like rivers of living water. Okay, he told them to blow the trumpet in Zion. And sound alarm. Sound alarm. In my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord cometh. For it is nigh at hand. Oh, he knew that. He told them to gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Isn't that good? Sanctify. Sanctify. You soul and body, purges out the old man, the old dross. Yeah. He wants you to be sanctified. Oh, I, lo- right. I love that word. Yeah. Ooh, that makes me feel good. Yeah. People call it saved and call it different things and brotherly love, but when you get sanctified, like John did when he said his name is called John, you'll get somewhere. You take people just saying, well, I'm this and I'm that, but when you come across the board with the gospel, you'll get feeling good. And you'll stay in good shape. And he told them to assemble our elders. But also, if you don't think Joe saw something, saw something, he says, and it shall come to pass that afterward I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Now, you all know when that happened. I can tell you that. But I'm not... I don't get scared over here when I read this about putting the sickle for the harvest is right. That's what he's talking about. Before that day of Pentecost could come, there had to be a harvest. Folks, I hope you're catching what I mean. I'm getting down to the meat. Getting down to the gospel. Without a harvest, without a gathering together, without an end and a consummation of everything, people could not be saved by the blood of Christ. That's the reason why it took his shedding. 
And he saw this thing. I, I don't mind. If I, 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 I may read it and then part of it anyhow. And he says it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Up to that time, he had poured it out upon his priest. He had poured it out upon the prophets. Paul knew that to the Hebrews. God who in sundry time spoken in times past unto the prophets. And to our fathers by the prophets. What lesson? What's the next of that? Heaven these last days. Bless the Lord, spoken unto us by his son. His son tonight is feeding me. I can feel it. Oh, hallelujah tonight. I will pour it on my flesh, my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. I like that. I like for you daughters to prophesy. I like for you mothers to prophesy. I like for you fathers to prophesy. Oh, my. That's another sermon. And your old men shall dream dreams. How about it, Uncle Jake and, and Brother Eddie? And your young men, how about that, shall see visions. And also upon my servants and upon my handmaid in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heaven and the earth, blood and fire and vapor, both. Oh, yes. You know, you hear the world say, no more water but the fire next time. Yeah. Well, that's true. It is the fire. Yeah. That is true. That's fire. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. And I want to give you just a verse on that, too. Yeah. We've been versed on two on that. Yeah. No more water but the fire makes time. Right. And I'm telling you, he did. Well, let, let me just read it where I got it on my mind then. And then I won't have to come back to that then. Let's see. All right. John said, I indeed baptize you with water. And to repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Folks, when you get a hold of that, you're going to do something. You're going to do something. Yeah. You're going to do something. And the fire of heavenly love is burning in my soul tonight. I can feel it. Hallelujah. Don't keep it. Just don't diminish, but you're going to do something. I got another verse for you. Whose fan is in his hand. Oh, I, I guess I just get it up here, I guess. Bring that fan. Fan in his hand. I got a rod. I got a sickle. I got a fan now. If you don't think so, you stick in here. Whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor. Now, what's he going to do? John knew this. John knew he wasn't the one that would... He knew his baptiz- baptism wasn't going to save people. He knew he was going to take more than water, more than an ordinance, more than a symbol. He knew he was going to take more than that. So did the prophets know that. Purges and gather his weed into his garner. I just read to you that he's going to do that. And burn up the chaff with the unquenchable fire. Then what's he going to do? He's going to set the sheep on the right. Hallelujah. And the goats on the left and they won't run together anymore. There shall be a resurrection of the just, Paul and John said, and there shall be a resurrection of the unjust. Thank God. And I got another verse for you over here. I hope I don't. I'm going to... Let me read you another verse since that then. Let me read you the man that opened up the way. Listen, folks. Jesus held the key. He held the key. And he is the only one could unlock heaven's door. He says, I am he that liveth the first chapter of the 18th verse and was dead... 
And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of death and hell. Oh, he put the harvest there. And he put the sheep on the right. And he put the goats on the left. And he cast those blessed and holy as he that have part in the first resurrection on such the second death shall have no power. They were turned into hell with all nations that forget God. This does not cause you to have an excuse. No, right. Now, the reason that you have it is because he did it. That's right. Because he did it. And fire and vapor. Just let me get just a few more verses here. All right, I read to you that it would be a day of gloominess and a day of sorrow. Malachi knew that. Malachi knew that. I just love these prophets and these people. I don't know. I just get in there with them and I have a good time. I I do. I really do. I get up early mornings and I get reading. And I get reading these things. And sometimes I get so happy I have to get up and walk around and cry. And then sometimes I get down just as low as I can get and say, Lord, I thank you, the God that has fed me. That has kept me, as Jacob says, all of these years and has fed me. I thank you for this everlasting gospel. I thank you for this beautiful church and things that I'm associated with. And the gospel that delivers people from sin. Hallelujah makes me feel good. And Malachi says, Behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven. Oh, didn't he do it? Whose fan is in his hand, and he'll thoroughly purge his floor. He'll burn the chaff with unquenchable fire. He'll turn away all ungodliness and all sin. And those people that rejected God... He opened it up, and as he said in Revelation there, that dragon that held that bottomless pit, uh, he gave him power, and when the time come, uh, then they were cast into the bottomless pit, uh, and they were tormented day and night without number uh, but those that were written in the Lamb's book of life. The elect. The elect went into the kingdom of God. Come in, thou good and faithful servant. Thou has been faithful over a few things. And I'll make thee ruler over many. He burned up everything that was disobedient. That it shall not leave them stubble. The day cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, and neither leave them root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise. What's he got in him? He's got healing. What's he going to heal? He's going to heal your soul. He's going to heal your system. He's going to change your die. He's going to purge you and make you a new man in Christ Jesus. Aren't you glad you're a new man tonight? And then the last verse, I'll send you Elijah the prophet. Before what? Before what? What's he going to send Elijah for? Before the coming and the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Who was it Elijah was going to come? John the Baptist. And who was going to bring to pass the wine press? Who was going to try the wine press? There was no man on earth. I love Abraham, I love Isaac, I love Jacob, and I'm sitting right down with them in the kingdom of God right now. Through the faith of the operation of God, I got in there. But neither prophet, neither David, nobody could try the wine press. But there was somebody who was going to come who was going to try the wine press. There was somebody who was going to put in the sickle. There was somebody that was going to 
to bring life and immortality to light through the gospel. John knew that in the fifth chapter of Revelation when he said, Weep not. Weep not. For the the lion of the tribe of Judah had prevailed to unloose the seals. Thank God for it tonight. And let me say that with you tonight. That they sang a new song. All right, let me... All right, that, that is really good. And they sing the song of Moses. The servant of God and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous in all thy works. Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways. Thou King of the saints. Now, you all know what the song of Moses was, don't you? 15th chapter of uh, Exodus... But he got in there, right there, the horse and the rider got drowned. Yeah. I think we sing sometimes, the horse and the rider got drowned, and I do thank God it wasn't me. Something like that. Yeah. You don't sing it now, but I mean, that's all right. But anyhow, that was Moses' song. He, he delivered. He, he, he got over. He got over. There he saw, there he saw Egypt down there, and they sank down like they had iron on them. Right to the bottom they went. You know, that, that sea that come back quick, right away lost its congealing power, and come right on back down. And they all got drowned. Yeah, right. They got on this. Those people sung the song of Moses. And Moses short, you read it. It's pretty. It's a pretty song. But that wasn't the song that delivered people spiritually, though. He delivered them, getting them ready to go. But the song that he was going to sing when, when the Lamb song, I, I, the best I can say here, I, I'm, I'm going to add my song to this. The song of the Lamb saying, Great and marvelous all that works. The song that I'm sure that all of those that were under that altar, that how long they're going to stay there, how, oh Lord, when it's going to happen, and he began to tell them about this land that was going to come, and how he was going to set them free, you know, and all these things, and he was going to redeem the people. I'll tell you what song I feel like saying, I've been redeemed. Yeah. I imagine those folks were singing, I've been redeemed. Yeah. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, Revelation, that reminds me, he says over here, who had loved us, Jesus Christ, who is the first faithful witness, yeah. the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Oh, no wonder they sung, I'm redeemed, and I'm, that's what I'm singing tonight. Yeah. On August the 21st, 1941, at 11 o'clock at night on the island of Shinkatig, this boy stepped over into the kingdom of God, yeah. translated into the kingdom of his dear son. Yeah. I was washed in the blood of the Lamb, yeah. and I'm still singing it with all of them. Yeah. And he brought it all to pass. Yes, he did. And if I would... And as Joe told all of these things, he told about the fire. The Lord brought the fire. Yes, and without the fire into your heart and lives, that's right. yes, you can never be born again. Right. Right. Oh, that's right. Because your elements of this world has to be burned out of your heart and life. Yes. Peter spoke of that. Yes. The elements shall melt with a firm heat. Yes. And what it says? Wherein we look for a new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwell a righteousness. Right. And how to tell you that, that the change around and the two, the changes that it changed my heart. I didn't think I could do it. Yeah. But I'll tell you when that old fire got working yeah. on me yeah. and I wanted to go. Yeah. And I wanted to go. That's right. Wanted to go. That fire up began to burn. Yeah. Took away those old elements and my old ways I used to go. Yeah. And turned me into a land. Yeah, Let right. me tell you why I do. And it shall come to pass at that day. 
that the mountains shall drop down with new wine. Isn't that what happened on the day of Pentecost? They thought they were drunk with new wine, but they did have new wine. He told his disciples, I'm going to drink it new with you in the kingdom of God. New wine and the hill shall drop down and flow with milk. Oh, desire the sense of milk. Isn't it sweet? And the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters. For the scripture says, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And a, and a fountain shall be there. Oh, thank God, Zechariah saw that, didn't he? Zechariah saw that, didn't he? Over here, some, over the 13th chapter. That's right. But anyhow, if again that day there shall be a fountain open in the house of David for all sin and all uncleanness. Thank God we found it tonight. And I, Judah, shall dwell forever. And Jerusalem from generation to generation. Safe into the Mount Zion. You'll come to Mount Zion. As he says, Paul says over in Hebrews. And to the city of the living God. To an innumerable company of angels. To the general assembly and the church of the firstborn. Now, who brought the church of the firstborn? Our Savior that brought the harvest. Our Savior that reaped the earth so that we might enter into the holiest. And to the general assembly, church of the firstborn, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Loved ones, tonight you can be made perfect. You can let that fire burn in your heart. Who wants to go tonight? Who wants to come to a safe resting place and find peace and joy and happiness? Let the Savior come into your heart tonight and burn out everything and get into this new Jerusalem. My, aren't we blessed? While the world is looking for Israel that is having all the problems, they always will have it. They rejected God. They rejected, they rejected Jesus. And when you reject him, you'll have problems. And they're looking over there and our Gentile race is trying to back them up as fast as they can. Our descriptors and say, well, they got to return to Jerusalem. Well, the Jews do have to return to Jerusalem. Yeah, when you get sanctified, you're not a Jew which is one outwardly, but you're one which is inwardly. And you come to Jerusalem. Is that all right? That's all right. And if you are any nationality here tonight, if you don't believe in God, you need Jesus. If you're a Jew, Gentile, Greek, Arabian, Barbarian, Scythian, Bond, or Free, you need Jesus tonight. And he can do it for you. Well, I better wind up here because I'm getting like that diesel again. There's something in me that when this scripture gets in there, it just flashes across my heart and stands in there and makes us feel like praising God. Who wants to go tonight? Will I be someone tonight say, yes, I will arise and come home to him. While we stand and sing this hymn of imitation, let those that feel the need of him come forward come tonight on. while we sing. Come on. Sing. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. oh.